Hey everybody, welcome to the 1947 Rise podcast. A podcast that helps India-born US trained Indians get integrated into the Indian technology ecosystem and inspires them to move back to India to build massive tech companies and or help enable the tech ecosystem. We do this by interviewing India-born US trained Indians who have moved back to India and built massive tech companies themselves and or helped enable the tech ecosystem. Today I'm excited to have Gautam Shivakramani who's currently the head of APAC plus India International Products and Growth at Ondek. Previously, he led international products and growth for companies like Cura and Skillshare. Gautam, welcome to the show. Thanks, Shiva. Super excited to be here. Gautam, let's start by talking about your background. Give us, you know, give us a background on your journey from growing up in India to moving to the US and then moving back to India. What made you move back to India? Perfect. So, um so, you know, born in india born in bombay uh you know went to school here and um it sort of going to the us for my undergrad was sort of a natural it felt like a fairly natural progression for me because for a couple of reasons one is both my parents actually studied in the us and relocated back to india um so it you know i, I kind of had that precedent uh the second aspect was the school i was in the high school i was in you know we were 70 or 75 you know students in our in the 12th standard graduating class and i i want to say almost 60 to 65 attempted or in some form ended up going to either the uk or the us or australia and this is by the way back in 2001 so it was a different time uh, you know different time back then uh, so for me going to the us was was you know pretty uh, pretty natural progression i ended up uh, going to a university in the middle of northern indiana called the university of notre dame uh i didn't know anything about it but i chose to go there uh for two reasons one is they gave me a a scholarship which obviously helps uh in a big way um given the 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 prices of course my family was very supportive and uh the second reason i chose to go there is because one of my parents close friends uh from their college days was a professor there so having a home away from home Uh, a place where i could go get dal chawal when i needed uh was an intangible benefit that no other college was able to give me uh so for me that those you know that was sort of like the journey so i ended up yeah i was there um spent a couple you know spent four years at at notre dame it was it was challenging it was very tough the first first year i was i was actually quite quite miserable actually uh but then it just clicked for me uh had a great time ended up studying film and computer science uh worked in new york after that got a job chair of campus in in management consulting at deloitte uh which was which was awesome learned a lot um i joke of course and say you know as an analyst uh i learned how to use powerpoint and excel with all the keyboard shortcuts really well and then went to ended up going to to business school and this is really when my decision to come back to india kind of like fructified so in business school you know i i had this professor who who would say you know he he first day of class he said you know i know you guys wrote all these amazing stories about what your careers are going to be and and uh, you know why you've come to business school and why you've come to mit you know you you've come to change the world but i know the truth 
and the truth is all of you are refugees and you're refugees <laughs> from your own careers and that's why you come to business school otherwise why else would you spend two years outside the workforce and that really stuck with me right that that was true i was a refugee i, I didn't know what to do i didn't have a path to get there so i was like chalo let's go to business school you know and 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 you know and, and that's a that's an expensive proposition right you're you're taking on you know back then this was 2007 right you're taking on you're you're agreeing to take on 100 you know 150 plus $1000 of debt right of course there's ways to mitigate that on campus employment tas you know being becoming a teaching assistant stuff like that but so after b school i had the option of going back into consulting but that that stuck with me right that i was basically a refugee and by 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 going back into consulting i'm basically doing myself a disservice right i i needed to kind of do something else and and that was when i said okay you know what like i got to take this plunge i want to have a little more impact uh you know i've always been a bit of a builder so let me come back to india so it's, it's a country that you know a place it's for its home secondly i can have more impact uh over here and um, you know and and that that's when i decided to move back so 2009 after 9 years in the 8 and a half years in the us um i packed my bags and um got on a plane and came back came back for good so that that that's sort of how it how it ended up happening gotcha and 2009 is when you moved back and <clears throat> how was it like when you initially moved back how how was the feeling like what were you thinking what was going in your mind and and the journey after moving back to india you know Honestly I wish I was more self aware back then I actually give a lot of advice to people who and I talk to a lot of people informally about moving back I don't think I thought through it fully you know so in hindsight you know I think you know what I was feeling was I I don't think I put enough thought into what a massive change and how difficult it would be uh you know living away for for 8 9 years obviously you change as an individual and it's great to be back with family with with my parents and you know grandparents uh you know both my grand you know both my grandparents from my dad's side were, were were still around then and obviously i was looking forward to that but at the same time like it was tough i mean moving back you know traditionally you know how it is in india we live with our parents so that independence was gone parents asking where are you going you know at 10 <laughs> o'clock at night who are you meeting like you know so so those things obviously obviously were difficult the work situation was tough i mean i was looking for looking for uh, a job at the time i didn't i i didn't have the conviction in myself to start up and um you know and and, and i i kind of started talking to companies different companies really i didn't have any focus and it, it was a really really tough tough time and i think for me it was easier than for many other people because i was anyway in a transition phase in my life right after business school so i think one thing i would tell people who are considering moving back is that moving back in a transition phase actually makes it a little bit easier because you're already ready for that right so you know mm-hmm. people you know so so those transition phases in life are okay like going to b school or graduating b school or uh getting married or having your first child or having your second child like these are like natural transition phases where your entire life gets uprooted anyway right so for me i think that that kind of helped a little bit the other thing that helped me a lot was um you know about 6 8 months after i moved back like i also met mm-hmm. uh somebody who i ended up falling in love with and you know who was then my girlfriend became my fiance now is you know we we're, we're married and 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 have two two wonderful kids together so that that helped a lot of course that's not something you can you can plan for um, yeah. that definitely made it a lot easier a lot easier for me uh when i moved back 
Yeah, no, absolutely. I felt uh, uh, the same way. You know, I felt like there was a reverse cultural shock, uh, you know, when I initially moved back. And, and of course, uh, you know, having the right mindset definitely helped. How did Cora uh, come about? And, and today you're, you're at OnDeck. So we'll dive into OnDeck, you know, after Cora and uh, Skillshare. Yeah. So, so I think before, okay, so, so how did Cora come out? Great question. So I joined Cora in 2017. I moved back to India in 2000 and for all practical purposes, it was 2010, right? For the first six months, I was sort of dealing with the reverse culture shock, figuring out what I wanted to do. So there's a seven year period between, between me coming back and me joining Quora that I think is, is important to share a little bit of context on because Quora actually wouldn't have happened without those seven years. And that those seven years were, were, were lots of highs and, and, lots of lows, many, many, many lows. Um, so I kind of accidentally stumbled onto, you know, entrepreneurship and, and I ended up sort of starting a company in the tourism space uh, called audio compass, you know, it was a content business providing, you know, we pivoted a bunch of times, but, but TLDR is, uh, we, you know, we, we provided very, very high quality guided audio tours to tourists at all the, all the major world heritage sites. And we tried to use that as a wedge to get into, getting a share of consumers wallet in destination while they travel. I pivoted that business a bunch, started off offline, moved to uh, doing it via IVR. I mean, keep in mind, this is 2011. Uh, you know, I, I had a Blackberry at the time. I don't even know what a Blackberry is now, right? Like when, um, <laughs> so, uh, and I don't even know why I had a Blackberry. Like I think back, I was like, I should have just like gone straight to Android anyway. Um, so, um, so I built that business and, and that business we did, we did well. Uh, we raised a little bit of money from Bloom, who I'm sure you know. Um, you know, Bloom, uh, Sajid from Bloom, who wasn't at Bloom at the time, says that this was a this was a post-geo idea built in a pre-geo time. So mm. we were a little bit early. Audio was not sexy. AirPods didn't exist. So we we struggled. That business struggled. I mean, we 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 managed to get to profitability um because we were doing a lot of distribution through the big travel agencies so we were bundled in with make my trip yatra thomas cook coney cox and kings etc um but but the business was not growing right and and in 2016 six years after i started the business i decided to kind of take take a step back and, and do an orderly wind down of the business um and this was a very very tough call because we were we were barely profitable, mm -hmm. right? Which means we had in theory an infinite runway. It's much easier to walk away from a business when you implode and run out of cash. Yeah. And I, I mean, I, I cycled with that for six months, right? Before actually making the decision. And it was, it was Karthik from Bloom. Uh, I remember the conversation. He probably doesn't remember. It was probably one of hundreds of conversations that he has with founders, but I was sitting, I remember the chair I was sitting on in the Bloom, uh, in the old Bloom office in the conference room where he, he said, he basically, in not so many words, told me it's okay. It's okay. to. Mm -hmm. It's okay that you decide to walk away. And, you know, um, we've invested in you and, and it's important that you're happy. Right. So, so that kind of gave me the, almost like the blessing to, to write down the investment of the last, you know, firstly of all of my time. Yeah. And secondly, the largest investor on my cap table, right. They owned, I think 10, 11, 15%. I, I don't know the exact numbers, you know, of, of, of the business. Um, so that was huge for me. Um, and, and then 
and 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 also you know it was tough because by then by 2016 i was i was i had been married for 4 years i had not uh, i had i my daughter was one one and a half by then or uh, my first daughter uh my wife was basically supporting us which was great i mean she she's a speech therapist she's doing she's doing fantastic and you know mm-hmm. but four and a half years in into the relationship i pretty much had not earned a single rupee had not saved anything um i did earn, i did take a modest salary as a founder but you know when when shit hit the fan all yep. the money came went right back into the business right like that's what you do as a founder right you pay your team first you're the you're the last you sink with the ship right um so um so yeah so you know at, at that point i i did think about starting up again and and my wife basically said to me that look like i don't know if i can do f- this again right like seeing you like go through the ups and downs and now i joke about it i said you know like she basically told me she's going to walk away if if i start again but not in so many words and um so i decided that okay look i need to i need to to find something where i still feel like a founder but i don't have that stress of keeping the lights on that that is a very very difficult uh, difficult stress and and i think and honestly i think i was i was i was ignorant of of that journey when i when mm-hmm. I, like i think had i known i think i would have probably prepared myself a little bit differently i was learning as i was going we didn't have communities like on deck <laughs> to you know back then to 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 kind of teach you and support you in that um, yeah so so i was really really confused about what i wanted to do and i ended up using quora as a product to look at what other entrepreneurs were doing with their careers after they failed <laughs> and i literally started using the product a lot and i spoke to a bunch of people and and as i used the product i actually saw that wow this product is actually really intelligent it's very thoughtfully designed um it's extremely sort of high quality and i literally went to the careers page and i saw that they had a a job posting which apparently had been been sitting there for like 2 years uh, around something related to india mm-hmm. i don't even remember what the role was and i applied cold now the cool version of the story would have been that i applied cold and i got the job but obviously nobody replies to cold job applications right so i didn't hear back but this yeah. is the one opportunity that i couldn't i couldn't shake i like literally like when i read the description of what they were looking for it read exactly like it it read like it was written for me written for you yeah so i hustled um found a b school friend who was connected to someone at quora uh pinged her after i hadn't spoken to her for like i don't know maybe 6 or 7 years like since i graduated basically and it was one of those facebook messages i was like hey we haven't spoken for 6 years but here's what my life has been since since i moved back right <laughs> uh i know what your life has been because i you know i i just caught up with everything on facebook and and instagram and um you know this guy can you connect me and 20 minutes later there was an email thread and another email thread and it you know ended up in a in a you know half an hour 45 minute conversation with someone at quora and i basically talked about what i think they should do differently in india and how i would think about growing in india and that led to a um that led to a sort of six or seven at that time skype calls um hmm. in 2017 or maybe it was google meet or hangouts or whatever it was called back then and um and yeah i mean and and 
the rest is history like i ended up ended up joining joining the company as as their first international hire and also the first person outside the office we cora was not a remote company at all yeah so i think that was also very interesting interesting for me you know working out of india uh and you know i spent a lot of ended up spending a lot of time in singapore uh, and basically commuting to san francisco uh every 6 to 8 weeks i was in sf uh for almost 3 years so um so yeah that was that was sort of how that how that happened yeah no it's a super cool uh, story and and especially uh gautam you know sharing you know your learnings from your entrepreneurial journey and i'm sure you know and and i w- i would put it this way you learned the best through hard times and you've seen that uh, while building your own company and you've been angel investing you've been backing founders and i'm sure you know you'll bring a lot of value to to the you know the future entrepreneurs and and how uh, you got into cora and now you're at a sexy company i call it on deck uh you know uh and i would put it this way it's a it's a silicon valley on the cloud or on the internet and what i love about on deck is the community that they've built and and you are heading you know apac plus india for for on decks you know products and growth would love to get into on deck uh you know what on decks plans are for india and how you think about on deck in india sure um it's still firstly it's still day day 0 or day 1 um for on deck not just in india but i think as a as a company i mean you know on deck uh, you know just for for your listeners uh, very quickly you know what what we are is a is a set of networks and and products um and and we you know we're we're a set of communities basically right and and we help people start companies we help people join companies we help people uh grow their companies better accelerate their companies and and just become better at at their own at their own jobs right so i think of on deck as as an accelerator in its in its truest sense right we're accelerating we're accelerating companies and we're accelerating people um so so on deck in in india i mean obviously you know you you know about you know odx now is you know the news about odx is um you know as of today when we're recording about 3 weeks old um and uh you know odx is a community backed sort of accelerator designed to back founders at the absolute earliest stages and at the idea stages um you know connecting them with with sort of the the resources that they need both from a community and global standpoint as well as from um you know as well as from a local you know local ecosystem standpoint for those that are that may not be in san francisco or or in new york um you know who who are across the world right so um so on deck in in you know and i can obviously get into get into odx and 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 you know make my pitch but but that's not really what this is about um you know for i think odx and on deck in india is is especially relevant and especially important um both for us as a company and for india as an ecosystem right what what on deck is doing is is really growing 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 the ecosystem right creating uh creating net new entrepreneurship right uh and that i think is a very very unique sort of um unique value proposition right that that really requires a a very first principles approach to uh to kind of how how we think about things right it for you know 
creating net new entrepreneurship is not about raising a billion dollar fund or a hundred million dollar fund, which we have, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and saying, hey, now we have money, entrepreneurs, founders, come, we'll back you, right? The, the fundamental problem, and you hear this and you see this on Twitter, you know, people are complaining about valuations. The reason valuations are going up is, you know, there's, you know, some say too much capital, but another way of looking at it is there's just too few founders, right? It's a supply demand problem, right? So if we want to increase the number of founders in India and increase the number of founders in India is extremely important, right? Technology companies solve the world's biggest problems, right? Like every single major progress that, that humanity has made has been because of technology and all these technology companies start as startups, right? Um, so we need to take a very first principles approach. And I think on deck, we've actually really, perf- I don't want to say perfected, but we've really made a lot of strides in, in that, in those first principles approaches, right? So the things that I like, I like to talk about is like, one is of course capital, right? But capital now in, in 0% interest rate environments is plenty, right? So, so it's more, it's more than that, right? We need, we need community, right? We need, uh, we need sort of, um, a community that makes it easy for the Gautam Shevakramani whose company failed, who was figuring out what to do next, right? They don't, I could afford to spend six months or eight months, um, you know, scrolling through Quora and, you know, through serendipity ending, ending up getting a job, right? But we need to make it easy for people to fail and get back on their feet. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and, and, and that, that's just tactically, right? Um, so I think, you know, and, and community plays a big role in that. And of course, on deck structurally also with things like, you know, the on deck 50 program, first 50 program, things like that also, you know, help with that. The second thing I think that, that we need is we need to make it a lot, lot easier to sort of start on this founder journey, right? I, I made so many mistakes. I think one of the things that I, you know, one of my regrets, honestly, when with audio compass is that I honestly think I figured out what we needed to do six months before we shut down. It was too late. Yeah. Right. It took me four, five years to get to the point where founders today with communities like on deck, founder communities like on deck can get to in three to six months. Right. So, so that's one thing that we need, right. In addition to capital, right. Uh, the second thing that we need to kind of create, um, to, to create more entrepreneurs and more founders is a space for people who are on the fence, right. Mm-hmm. You know, you're a product manager, uh, a senior director of product at, I don't know, insert unicorn here, right? Unacademy, yeah. Grow, Cred, Flipkart, uh, you know, you name it, right? Fresh. I mean, there's so many companies now, right? Um, but, be, you know, being a founder is not for everyone, right? It's it's glamorized, It's but but it's a hard journey. And sometimes, you know, you don't want to be a founder. You may, may, maybe you want to be an early, an early team member, right? So giving people that risk-free space where they can figure out whether they even want to be a founder or not, right? Meet like-minded people, validate the ideas. Like, I think that's missing, you know, in India from at, at scale. So I think that's the, that's the second kind of, um, you know, the second kind of thing, right? So, you know, and, and of course we've got, we've got things like sort of the runway grant, uh, program where, you know, if you're on the fence, we'll, we'll finance you, um, uh, with personal runway right to to figure out whether you want to be a founder so so these are some of these like very structural things that you know we've we've already created that we're bringing bringing into uh bringing into uh into india uh and then we're doing a little bit more for india specifically um one thing that that we do is 
is of course healthcare in India is not as expensive and as prohibitive as it is in the US. But I've I've spoken to hundreds of founders and and people are these these things like scare them, right? You know, my mm-hmm. parents are on my health insurance at uh, you know at at you know at Unacademy or at Ultra Human or at Grow or at one of these companies, right? Um, what happens if I quit, right? My 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 mom has diabetes, right? The, like these things are are important things. So we've also partnered with with Loop Health, which is a which is a on deck on deck company, ironically, to provide like free health insurance to founders who are on the fence. Right? Again, like we're like systematically chipping away at de-risking becoming a founder. The other thing that we've done uh, is sort of create very strong community incentives. So you know about already the community fund that you know every on deck company, ODX company is going to be backed by by this community fund, which is. Uh, backed by the entire on-deck community. But we yes. are also announcing, um, uh, by the time this is published, we, we would have announced, uh, you know, a, a dedicated India community fund, right? This is for Indian founders and Indian community members or people from all over the world who want to be long India to, in a single check, invest in the Indian ecosystem, right? And in mm-hmm. every single company alongside on-deck, you know, that's coming out of the Indian tech ecosystem, right? So that, of course, gives it, 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 the incentive it creates is it shares the upside, right? It shares the upside of everyone in the eco- ecosystem with everybody else in the ecosystem. Um, that's one thing that it, that it does. The other thing that it does is it it creates a much higher level of engagement, right? It actually aligns incentives. Yes. So, um, so that's sort of like, you know, what we're what we are starting with in India. We've got a bunch of then local you know india specific programming um so if you're building a business in india for india we, we built out a bunch of uh, programming investor relationships uh you know with all of the you know the the, the names and faces and we've built very trusted relationships with them um if you're building in india for the world you have the entire on deck global network so for me i see on deck in india as a layer on top of the Indian tech ecosystem and a layer on top of the on-deck global tech ecosystem, global ecosystem, where it's the best of both worlds. The best people in tech in India will be part of on-deck, adding and value to the global tech ecosystem and the global tech ecosystem will, will be adding value to the Indian tech ecosystem. That, that's the way I see it. I no, love it. Uh, super excited for you, Gautam, and on deck uh, in India. And you're absolutely right. You know, uh, I think India is going to be an important uh, journey for OnDeck. And plus, OnDeck is going to be important for India. And why I say that is we are at an inflection point. What that means, we have, you know, 40, 50 unicorn, bunch of these early employees, founders, or, you know, uh, or operators, uh, for that matter, they are trying to figure out what's next, right? Uh, so it has reached that inflection point. And, and, and I love how OnDeck is cre- creating that, you know, flywheel where, hey, if you're thinking about what's next, come to us. Hey, uh, if you're thinking about investing in startups, come to us. And thanks, thanks for you know uh, talking me into ODA. I'm enjoying my time at uh, ODA uh, and, and learning a lot. And of course, I love the community there. And then, of course, if as you are you know building your company, you want to hire first few designers or product managers or or someone who can help you scale. So you have cohorts for all that you know the entire ecosystem that you're building within uh, on deck. And and the cool thing is it's global, right? Uh, and, and let's say, you know, we've been talking about in India, Hey, you know, in, from India, we can build a global company. So a platform like, uh, OnTech can be very, very valuable when, when that comes. 
and uh, so we'll dive into we'll, we'll switch gears uh, you know a lot of people are you know thinking about moving back to india and of course there's a lot of hype there's a lot of funding uh, you know people are moving back and building massive companies and you know uh, and uh, and eventually going to leave legacy right uh, what advice would you give to people you know who are thinking about moving uh, back to india plus i would love to know you know the experiences that you had in the us which you brought back with you and which ended up becoming valuable in india perfect um so i think this is a lot lo- lots lots to unpack here right so i think first let's talk about sort of people moving back to india and this is a conversation i've had with people who are coming out of b school people who are in full time jobs people who are making probably a couple of million dollars a year if you include stock options at you know running you know ml engineering teams at 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 twitter so i think the first thing i would say is think very very hard about the move and your motivations for for doing it um no matter which way you slice or dice it it's going to be it's going to be tough and i would argue that the older you get the harder it gets um so you know think think very hard about that um there are there are very real quality of life um differences um i don't want you know obviously you know one man's cake is another man's poison but um at least for me i think th- there's a clear value judgment and a clear trade off here right you're not going to have the kind of you know especially if you move to a big city right which i would imagine anybody who's moving back would would look at you know the metros right um um specifically delhi bangalore and 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 mumbai right um so you know think think very hard about that there's going to be quality of life trade offs for sure the air you breathe uh the parks or the lack of them uh you have kids i mean the first time i thought about leaving india after moving back was after i had after I had kids right because my my kids just didn't have the space to to kind of you know run around and 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 play right and 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 i come from a very very privileged background i live in a very nice apartment building in south mumbai we have a little garden and you know i mean it doesn't get better than that right and and i still think uh you know i still think that on a global level um you know there's more there's more out there so so i think you know think very hard about that that move uh take a very long view right and and to some extent i think you know some people give the advice of you know if you're coming go all in i'm i don't believe in that i you mm-hmm. know this is your life you get to live it once there's nothing wrong with hedging right you can hedge your bets right um if you've been abroad long enough um you know maybe you have some status residency whatever you can you know you have that sort of you know you have that exit you know that trap door that exit the emergency release button right um if you need to go back so so i think like treating this treating this move like a thinking very hard about it but then thinking of it like a like a product right uh you experiment you iterate uh you know you're committed to the vision but you know you don't need to go all in right um i think that's something that that i would i would strongly recommend so maybe that means um you know especially today you can do that relocating but then working but continuing to work remotely right mm-hmm. so you you you're getting you know you've decoupled your where you live from where you work right so you can ease in right that that's one way of doing it 
another way of doing it is is coming here with you know for a defined time period two years three years giving it a shot and then you know doing a retro right with your with your partner um, and kids and saying okay hey is this working or is this not and then making a call at that point on whether you want to go all in right so i think like that move back i don't think it's as much of a no brainer for people as it's made out to be um you know think hard and um, and and think very deeply about why and how that fits into your fits into your your personal goals and your career as well i think that that's kind of the the advice i would give um this the second thing that you wanted that that you asked about is is um your experiences yeah so this is a this is a tough one right i think like having these having the experience of like living and working in the us you know i think was useful right um i think now it's hard for me to say whether it was useful because of the experiences themselves or because it was just it happened to me at a at a very formative time in my life so my for me i i moved to the us when i was 18 right and i moved back when i was 20 what eight years later right 26 27 right so those were very very formative years for me so i think like a lot of who i am kind of was formed around then right that the sense of independence the the value systems you know so so i think those things were very very helpful right i think there's the opposite also that can happen is that you know the longer you spend there you know there is this tendency to kind of you know think of the the us way as the only way uh, and that didn't happen for me because i was i was still young when i moved back but i think like as i get older like i think that that could happen and i think you know you want to have those like sort of strong beliefs but but loosely held right and 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 modify them and and your style for the for the realities of of working here so i think for me like you know concretely like you know i think my my discipline my sense my work ethic my sense of meritocracy um and i and i know you you know from our previous conversation i know i i know you see that as well right and you that impacted you as well and i think that kind of sets you apart in india but that can also be a liability like not not that but like some of those some of those states can also be a liability in the indian in the indian work environment right depending on like i like i one one call that i made um while i was working at audio compasses i made a call that i was only going to go digital i was only going to work in digital companies purely digital companies because i i dealt with i interacted with the government i worked with the government in the early days of audio compass i worked with a lot of b2b companies i worked with even the tech companies make my trip and uh yatra and they're great companies but just the culture the, the ability to get things done it was it was hard right it was like it was like being up against a wall and apparently like and these are the most cutting edge companies out there right uh, at least back then right so i think that some of that still exists and then and then i got spoiled when i joined quora right and you know after quora when i was thinking about what's next like you know i i did speak to a bunch of indian companies and finally i kind of made a made a call on it was a call based on culture right in the work environment that i wanted to work in and and the fact that i felt like i could be a bridge for the world to india and india to the world you know that was a strength that that came with me being in the us for so long and i and i encourage people to to really think about that unique strength that they bring right um, you know when they when they're thinking about sort of what's next for them 
Yeah, no, totally agree with you, uh, especially being that cultural bridge, right? And especially when you move there, you interact with, interacted with you know, people from different worldviews, different cultures, and that gets you that skill. And totally agree with you on the, uh, on the other part where, you know, if you're thinking about moving back to India, think long term, be mindful of your decision, and then you can always hedge bets. So Gautam, you know, you've had a spectacular career so far. And, uh, and, you know, of course, at the same time, we know most of the time we are just figuring it out, right? And uh, when you feel overwhelmed or, or unmotivated or, or maybe for that matter, you know, uh, the things are not going the way you want them to go, how do you get yourself back into, you know, uh, the, the, the straight line? So for me, um, I, I, think I, I think of myself as a... A fairly, I can, you know, when it comes to decision making, I think of myself as fairly dispassionate. So I'm able to, you know, for me, like the, the challenge, the challenge for me is, is, you know, I'm going to answer this in two parts. The challenge for me is not, it's less, what do I do when things aren't going well is actually recognizing that things aren't going well. I find it harder to recognize when things aren't going well and when I'm feeling overwhelmed. Like I don't realize that I'm feeling overwhelmed, right? Usually, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, I'm, I'm, it's something I'm working on and, and I think I'm getting better at, but for the, you know, my, 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 my partner, my wife actually is the one who points it out to me usually most of the time. Right. Um, so for me, that's the bigger challenge. Once I recognize that, then it, it becomes a little bit easier for me, you know, and, and for me, it's, it's really zooming out and saying, it's basically asking like the why question, right? You just ask why like three, four times, right? Like, why am yep. I doing this? What's the objective, yes. you know, and then why, and then why, and why again? And then you kind of get to the nugget of like what you're really doing. And then because I think of myself as fairly dispassionate, it's pretty easy to then just ruthlessly prioritize, right? And ruthlessly just like chop stuff off your plate. Um, so for me, that's the approach. That's the approach I take. If you can, if you can sort of um, afford to both from a time, you know, time and bandwidth and then, and then from, of course, an, you know, affordability perspective, like, um, I think it's, you know, I think it's very important to, to take time out of, of your, of your day-to-day life and get out of, of um, your environment. And whether that's driving two hours uh, out of, you know, Mumbai or driving six hours to Mahableshwar, uh, you know, to be in the hills. With, with I don't like to say no network because that's just impossible but with with very terrible network um, <laughs> you know, uh, or whether it's you know if you can hop on a plane and, and get out of the the sort of sensory overload that that we get in in you know living in India um, I think that's extremely important for people uh, and that kind of helps re at least for me that helps refocus me and, and recenter me and to me that I mean that was of course, outside of the other, you know, challenges um, that we've all faced uh, over the last two years with COVID, uh, you know, with personal, you know, you know, in, in our personal lives with people being affected and things like that, like, you know, I, th- that was one challenge that I felt, you know, not being able to get out um, and refocus and recenter was was very hard. So that's another thing that I tend to, I tend to do when when the why when asking the why questions don't help. Um, so yeah. 
We know you because of, you know, you've been an entrepreneur, worked at Cora, and now you're working at OnDeck. What do your friends know you for? Good question. So, so you know, one thing about me is that I have one, there's only one me. I don't have, uh, and, and I actually remember that when I applied to business school back in 2007, there mm-hmm. was a question, an op- optional question in my, in my MIT application form that said, is there something else we should know about you? And, and what I said was, I answered this question, right? And I said, there's only one me. I don't have a, a Gotham who's a friend and a Gotham who's a, a work, a work Gotham and a school Gotham and an investor Gotham and a, and a play Gotham. Um, I have, it's just, there's just one, there's just one Gotham. Um, and the personality that I have in on deck, uh, is the same personality that I have when I invest. It's the same personality that I have when I'm out drinking with friends, much, much to their, their disappointment. Uh, and, and to some extent it's a similar, I don't want to say same, but similar personality that I have, um, you know, in my relationships, I'm direct, um, I'm no nonsense. Um, uh, I'm honest. So, you know, that, that's how people know me and, and my, it's very obvious what I'm passionate about and what I'm not. And, and luckily, at least, especially with on deck, like, um, I'm getting paid to do what I love. Right. Um, which is, you know, helping build, like helping build tech, helping build ecosystems, helping build companies. Um, so for me that that's it. And, and I bring my personal hobbies. I love to scuba dive. I bring that into my, into my work. Uh, you know, in the social and, and I, and I bring my work into my, into my play again, sometimes to my friends disappointment, very, very often I go out for drinks with my friends and, and at the beginning of the night, they, they say, Gautam, no talking shop today. Right. And I, <laughs> and I respect that and I don't, okay. um, so, so yeah, there's just one me, um, love it. Love it. Gautam. You're just, you know, you're, you, you're authentic to yourself and that's, that's you, right. You can, you know, they can, can be more of Gautam and, and I love that. And, and I do get that feeling that you're pretty direct, uh, to people and, uh, and Gautam, thanks a lot for making the time to come on the podcast and, and also bringing on deck, uh, to India. And why I say that is look, uh, this podcast is all about really, you know, educating and inspiring Indians living abroad. Uh, and help them make a decision if they want to move back to India, either to build companies or enable the ecosystem. And I think you are enabling the Indian technology ecosystem via OnDeck. And this way, you know, the whole idea, as you said, the mission of OnDeck is to increase the number of startups. And I'm sure India will be, you know, uh, you'll add a lot of value uh, to India, you and OnDeck. And thanks a lot, Gautam. Thank you. I'm really excited uh, for what the next... uh few months and years, uh, years hold.